Carry the hammer, kill Ganon. It's sometimes hard to remember that it was not just us that lost a fellow ready boy, a sister lost a brother, a nephew lost an uncle, and Lady Brit lost her love. The rest of us were left to pick up the pieces. However, we learned the hard way that we were no good separate, no matter how many of us were left. Yet we finally, finally were all back together again. But things had to be different this time around. We could not be continuing to travel without a plan, without a base of operations. We needed somewhere to set up roots. Somewhere to bend a knee. Somewhere a lady could become a queen. Oh yeah, I should have should have had you press the record button to get our reaction. But you you videotape it. So it's fine. Wait, it's it, ABR. Let's do it now. Ready? Yeah. Whoa! Three, two, oh! one. Whoa! That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> God. <laughs> Look at it. Did you guys see the sleeping bags? That's, oh, oh my, my God. God! Look at <laughs> their bed rolls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is White Castle. Is that a spit? Yeah. That is a spit. Yeah. Sure is. Did you all see the canvas over With top of poles? It, it looks like. Oh my gosh, this tower. <laughs> canvas rolls. <laughs> the canvas over top of oh poles. Oh my god, look at this. Oh wow. All the roofs come off. That's of this. awesome. Yeah. So thank you all for your help and investments, and this is this is what we were getting. All Hell the set yeah. pieces. What? White castle. Really fast dinghies. <laughs> yeah there you go it even has the ore inside it oh that's adorable nice adorable uh, nice. that's an orable. that joke was orable ah. <laughs> all right i'm getting ready? bored <laughs> yeah it's time to start three bad puns you're out <laughs> That is collectively. The small fleet of ships containing Lady or Queen Brit, the Rowdy Boys, plus Leon, minus Rory, and the Orcish forces and a few other units of soldiers 
leaving Penton are all joined and led by Windward, Captain Henry's ship. As it sails south after cutting far north, she navigates and leads the valorous scoundrel not too far behind with the rest of the ships, creating a V formation. As you look up to your right, back west, as you head south, you see the cliffs of Kinsdale, the most northerly, about two miles southwest. There, one would find the Elves' Landing, an entrance to the city Woldsworth, where Governor Thandor rules with an iron fist. But you're continuing further south, passing by the farms of the Farmers' Federation, all controlled by Governor Thandor. You head further south, keeping the cliffs just barely in view. This day is a particularly clear day. Higher 60s, light breeze over the waters, just enough to keep your sails full. As you make your way further south, the cliffs go from about 60 feet high and start to grow to 100 feet high. You begin to divert your ships closer, but not too close for the breaks in the rocks. As you make your way further south, finally, the view of towers, many at the tops of the cliff, lit by the sun rising in the sky, now at midday, just at the bottom of the cliff, standing in the rocks, surrounded by the chasm sea, stands a decrepit tower. Telnius, you would recognize this as the wizard's tower that Bartholm spoke of and told you of. You continue and finally land your ship at a part where there is a break in the cliffs. You can fit about three of the ships at first, and then those ships will have to continue moving to let the next three so on and so forth. In this way, it is slow going, but you are all able to unload. The docks at the bottom that connect the wizard's tower to the road that leads into the settlement at Whitehammer Castle, the docks are pretty worn. Again, no one has inhabited this location in about 20 years, two decades. So many things have gone unattended, and weather has worn at much of the infrastructure here. You make your way further into Kinsdale, west along the road. To your right, you look up and you see the cliff and silhouettes of buildings, roofs, different structures, again, that have been without attendance for some time. Lady Britt leads the way, Telnius, Kalun, and Aias, and Commander Leon, all following close behind. 
Nika with her griffin kind of just walking with her behind her and many of the friends you've made along the way following this road up. Many of you mount your horses and begin to ride and find your way along the road into the settlement itself. There are a few guards at the front in wearing mismatched armor, hand-me-downs, really, and they wave to you and see Lady Britt. They bow deeply as you walk past. What you see is a, a three-tier cliff. The bulk of the settlement here on the first tier, where commoners once stayed and lived and had their markets and taverns, Again, most of the buildings worn from age and neglection. Is that a word? Neglect. And neglect. (laughs) (laughs) Worn from age and neglect. On the second tier, more of the elite housing, townhomes, and such. There is overgrown brush and shrubbery, though, where it looks like gardens used to be and, and statues once stood all fallen with time. At the very top tier, an impressive white castle lords over the rest of its settlement. This was the castle that King Elric Whitehammer had built before his death in the early millennia of the year of our Lord, Thesla. Since his death, Each of his successors has lived in this castle, and though many of them spent much time at the Westwick Castle, ruling from there, this was their retreat, this was their abode, something that was attributed to their family, and the settlement that grew around the castle was inhabited by those who loved and served the White Hammers most closely. Now abandoned when the lineage of the White Hammers was broken at Athelstan's death, his assassination. Since then, the castle and whatever hope there was to keep its integrity in the transfer of power to the Popkin family was lost at Lady Britt's first resistance back in 1289 LT soon after Athelstan's death with the defamation of Lady Britt's name and the movement that collected around her there was little to no support left for the settlement around the castle. People began to slowly move away, move to Woldsworth to farm there, move to the city of Westwick to join its sprawling growth. Maybe even the boroughs to continue their entertainment at the taverns there, as no one wanted to 
travel here in fear that they would be marked a resistor. That short expanse of war, the first resistance that tore Kinsdale in two, took away any hope of this settlement continuing and flourishing. But here now, over ten years later, it has been reclaimed by Lady Britt, and she grows now with a force much larger, with more potential than ever. The Resistors movement is strong. The Lady has been claimed Queen by Abbot Nissa, and moves now into her settlement to claim that stake, claim her right to rule this nation. So as you walk into the first part, the first tier of this settlement, you look around and the roads again, somewhat in decay and ruin, mostly mud tracks. There's a few farm animals meandering about a lowly farmer trying to catch one of the chickens that's escaped its cage. You see small fires about and canvas tents propped as the forces of halflings and vagabonds and women who have come all this way to join something new. Lady Britt exclaims to your small group, Well, it's not much at the moment, but having just reclaimed it, um, things are moving at a good pace. I believe we are on a good trajectory. But um, it definitely needs some help as she, like, steps in a cow pie, you know, in the middle of the road and shakes off some of the refuse from her boot. Uh, I mean, well, it's a castle. That's a start. For sure. It is. It holds strong, and it is defendable. The rest of the town, though, did not take well to the neglect. Um, You can see to your right... One of the best structures that remains is an old barn that's been converted into a makeshift tavern. And that's that first uh, building there. Oh, On my yeah. left. No, that's yeah, that yeah. one. Like I know. Yeah. As we pass by, I, I cast mending on a tear in a tent. Just be like, oh, I'll help. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Kowloon, especially you, recognize the music and merriment happening on the second floor as dancing is happening where haylofts once were and and animals were once kept inside this building. You see people hanging off some of the rafters enjoying their time here. Lady Britt says, "Yeah, It did not take much to retake it as the Popkin family was not necessarily defending it with large forces. It was probably the third or fourth rate soldiers who were kept here we tried to kill as few as possible and captured and are keeping prisoners 
within the castle. Have you asked them to defect? Uh, yes, and uh, some have. And um, others did not go so well. So they will be kept as prisoners of war until either a truce or a side has won. And you continue up further still and climbing up the pathway to the second tier. She says, this was once a noble's district, actually. A good amount of friends of the Whitehammer families would stay here. In fact, my family used to stay in that house over there. And she points at a townhome at the end, a large stone chimney sticking out. Nice. It's tall A-frame roof and structure uh, set up. She says, yes, my uh, family stayed there before the first resistors. Uh, good family friends with the Whitehammers we were. That's how Athelstan and I had met. And you see uh, a few, like, cabins or, or, you know, more thatched roof buildings. That would be where the, the servants and the, um, the higher-class commoners would stay. Nice. Uh, seeing tents and soldiers all throughout as most of the buildings aren't exactly livable and are mostly being used right now because as you pass by one of those cabins, you see the door open and it's mostly generals talking and talking over plans and trying to keep soldiers fed and where are we getting our next shipment from? How are we going to get the next shipment as a resistance movement? (laughs) So how many people, like, are we talking hundreds, thousands? How many people are here? At the moment, hundreds. Hmm. Okay. And do we, so I I ask, um, what uh, what is the word? Are we concerned of imminent attack here? Are we expected to bolster our defenses uh, for some... Attack! I don't. I just said that. At the no, at the moment. Oh, you did good. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> As you're walking up past that townhouse, she stops in front of her old house and she says, "Um, well, uh, that is yet to be decided. We must gain intelligence and we must gauge the morale and loyalty of our people." in order to see what military strength we have here at the castle. So, that is yet to be determined. I must meet with my generals and captains. And uh, as far as I can tell, from the time I spent here before I met up with you in Broken Harbor, the Popkins don't quite know that we've taken up here. I don't think they were keeping much tabs with the soldiers that we captured and killed. So I think we have a chance and some time to really build something here that can be defendable. Sounds like this is a perfect place to gather our forces if it ever comes to an assault on Westwick. I, uh, I like, nudge Ayas and say, and plant some magic beans. Maybe... We could do that. Well, he didn't. He didn't that guy say something about like, you know, defend. If you have a place you want to defend, plant these black acorns. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. At this point, Kowloon has probably stopped asking what the heck you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you? Uh, did he give him much insight? Because I don't know if this is if we're talking about 
was it was he saying if you want to defend one night plant these acorns or is it like if you want a permanent defensible yeah right because that you saw how the oak tribe was where the giant roots growing right creating barriers pretty right. much and being large structures where if there were siege weapons they would be caught up with those types of right. trees so yeah. it was basically saying use these to help protect a settlement or homestead or whatever you need. And there's a good dozen in there of those acorns. That's definitely an option. Yeah. Got about 12 or more, yeah. That'd I could be... plant them all along the perimeter of White Castle. If anything, I mean, they they had their homes built in them. Um, they could be structures for uh, defense and uh, as abodes. Yeah. Wait, how fast are you expecting these to grow? Like one... I don't know, every 10, 15 years, you got a good... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems reasonable <laughs> to... Ex- like, that seems like a reasonable amount of time to expect it to grow. It does not seem like a reasonable amount of time um, to be useful. Give me a survival or knowledge nature on these acorns. 11. Within 11, you're at least able to spot the arcane runes drawn on each of the acorns, you would surmise that the chief would not pay you with something that is not enha- like magically enhanced. Well, I know these are magically enhanced because pretty much I got that vibe from him when he handed them over. And then I took a look at him and look at these runes right here. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I suppose you did call them magic beans. Mm-hmm. Can I can I see those? Yeah, yeah, take a look. Can I make an arcana check on them? Sure can. G- 23. <laughs> nice. You, I'm going to make one. <laughs> no, no, you can't see them. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was hoping I would get more than 23 just to spite you. <laughs> With the right procedure and the right incantations... These trees could be grown to a medium size within a week and within a large, like if you put them in a line, it would pretty much make a fence line or a a wall, Hmm. right? Could be done within three weeks. Wow. Okay. And you said the castle itself is butted up against a cliff down to the ocean. Exactly, yes. The back end of the castle is a sheer cliff, and about 30 feet down is the roof of the wizard's tower on that side. Oh, okay, okay. So the wizard's tower is accessible by the pier, the dockway only. Yeah, or Unless, base jumping from the walls of the castle. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or just jumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Brittany says, yeah, I did not know you had such things. That sounds good as the walls that were here weren't necessarily for military purposes, more of just a drawing a line of the property boundaries. And separating the castes, of course. <laughs> well, a gift from Chief Illithor. My thanks to the elven tribes. Might I suggest lining them up in front of the castle where we can get a a higher vantage point with our archers, but keeping one spot open to bottleneck our enemies as they come in through the 
try to get into the front gate. Worth thinking about, yes. It's a good idea, yeah. My only proposition would be to, if you are to create a permanent barrier as such, um, there's you can see there's actually not a ton of room between where the castle starts and where the cliff starts to descend. So it's way more rocky and more like just topsoil. And so she notes, it may be more strategic to line them at the front of the settlement. Plus, I'd rather set up the boundary to encase the people living here as well. To protect those who uh, would be living amongst the, the settlements, yes. Well, either way, I think we should bottleneck. And mm. if they grow as fast as you say, then we can put... I don't know. I guess tree houses up at the top, where we can yeah, walkways. we can use archers from from up high to help weld down enemy numbers. We certainly could. Ias, do you think the elves of the Sandalwood would have a unit of archers that would be willing to come and stay amongst our people and help defend? They are passionate of our cause, and I'm sure they have the resources we could use. Right now, they are in the middle of rebuilding. They would be more than happy to lend us their bows. Can I trust you to lead that negotiation? Aye, I will do it. Now, we are really getting into the thick of it, and I wasn't expecting to... Dun, 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 into the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, see, we held back. I know, I know. We're... Tramping uh, well, it's actually like a child show thing, and so they she, they put it on TikTok. Or, it's what the backyard again. Backyard again. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Lady Brick continues. She says, um, "If you would like, we can either tour the castle first, or I have set up." And she gestures to the townhouse behind her. I have set up a small meeting room where a small luncheon awaits, and we can. Discuss more of these matters. Depends on... You speak of food, and then you ask us to make a choice? <laughs> no, I think we'll go for food first. Food sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, you can just tell us about everything. The castle is impressive, yes, but perhaps a tour later. Let us get settled and take off our shoes and, and relax a bit. I'm looking forward to discussing the details with you all. Aye, castle will go nowhere, but the food's getting cold. Let's go. Let's Agreed. Go get some little tiny hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into this townhouse, and there is a small living space. A fire is roaring, and there is the smell of fresh stew wafting from the kitchen. And there is... A group of cooks bringing food up as Brittany walks through. She greets them, each by name, which I won't say. She just greets their names. And uh, they, they exclaim, Lady Brit, we heard you were coming. So glad to see you. I, uh, Queen Brit, right? And she says, no matter. Is everything all set upstairs? Uh, yes, should be uh, should be all set right away. Shall I prepare the wine? Yes, that sounds good. What do you fellas think? Wine sounds amazing. Uh, especially if you can hear it. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yes. Yes, of uh, course. Especially, yeah, is it cold around this time? 
Uh, it, it's like it's High like 60s. higher sixties. So okay. there's a chill. So it's like it's the beginning of summer. Think of it like mid-May, but in a like, but it's a more northerly land. You know, it's more like the United Kingdom rather than Tennessee. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, hot wine makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cook says, "Yes, uh, mold wine. We can bring that right up." And they go back into the kitchen. Late. Lady Britt leads you up the stairs, and at this point, it's a smaller collection of you. As you come into the top opening, you see a large table set with dinnerware and candles, a small lantern. The fireplace has a chimney that comes up and connects directly above. There's another small fireplace here on the top floor, and the chimney continues out through the roof. This area has... So we are currently on the second floor. Currently on the second floor. You can tell the baseboards have been weathered by leaks in the roofs. They have been patched from the inside as best as possible. But again, 20 years of neglect has taken this from a noble's house to a noble disaster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to House Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip that house. No, um, we want to open up this space by tearing down some walls. Yeah, <laughs> old portraits, worn and weathered, uh, still hang on the wall, and a few chests are in the back corner. Lady Britt points the chairs and begins to pull them out for you all as you get seated. Hello, the Rowdy Boys are back once again. We had a little bit of a summer vacation from the podcast, but we are so excited to be bringing you new content. So now that we're back, we're going to go to our every other week release schedule, which means you can expect season four, episode 19 about two weeks from now. Again, a reminder that season four is pretty massive. So we are on a journey here and we are chugging along. There will be some fun guests and smaller narrative arcs coming up, similar to what you heard the first half of the season with some uh, fun guests, new NPCs, uh, changing the protagonist uh, uh, to the abyss with Cass and Taylor and our abyss romp for three episodes. We hope you enjoyed all that we have put out this season. Huge news. It is our fifth anniversary of releasing this podcast. That's right. Five whole years ago. That's half a decade. There are... This, this podcast is older than some of the children that people on this podcast have had, <laughs> which is kind of wild. Uh, but we are um, so excited to celebrate with you and especially celebrate with our patrons, our supporters, our rowdy crew, the ones who keep this ship afloat, keep the wind in our sails and heading uh, due north. Uh, so to our patrons, thank you so much. Those patrons are Ray, Gianna, 
Daniel, Stephen, Irene, Matthew, Amber, Cassifras, Gabby, Jenna, Julia, Sarah, StabbyQuest, Noah, Sarah, Brandon, Joseph, L. Ann, and Kiari. Thank you all so much for continuing to support our program. And we look forward to doing this, uh, finishing out season four and heading into season five uh, here soon. So right now, we are extending our fifth year anniversary celebration now through August. If you sign up at $5 or increase from under $5 to $5 of giving to celebrate our fifth anniversary, we will still send you out items from our Merch Loot Annual Boost. So those are presents that we send to you for celebrating and supporting us on our birthdays, the podcast birthdays. So we are in the works of assembling some of those merch goodies and adding a few final things. As those come in, make sure that you have your shipping address updated on patreon.com slash chasm quest where you can become a patron. If you're already currently a $5 or up patron, please make sure that your shipping address is correct. Joining our Rowdy crew is super easy. Um, you just head over to patreon.com slash chasmquest. You can um, listen to bonus episodes, play one-on-one RPGs, uh, text RPGs, and um, we even get together and play D&D every now and again. At the moment, we have released a an extended version of this very episode season four episode 18 in which we go through the new kingdom building mechanics that were custom built for this campaign and if you want to hear more about the ins and outs of those mechanics go ahead become a patron and get access to those extra long a bit longer um conversations and then that way you can get more of a at the table feel with us rowdy boys we also have a fan-led discord where you can connect with other fans of the podcast and just check in with us share memes share pictures of your cats or dogs or any other animals that you might have trapped into your house uh, and convince them that they are your pet but we also have merchandise for sale. We also have maps and wiki and lore. All of that can be found at chasmquest.com. You can also see what we're up to on our social medias at chasmquest on Instagram and Twitter. And lastly, to all of you who have written reviews for us on Apple Podcasts and other podcatchers, we cannot thank you enough for your sacrifice to the algorithm gods in our favor (laughs) if you have yet to write a review for us please just pause now go write a review just say beans are my favorite fruit 
the more you eat, <laughs> the more you do. And give us five stars. And that will help other people find our show. And we can spread the rowdiness one review at a time. Uh, and the best thing is that uh, if you leave us a review, we'll give you a shout out here on the podcast. And of course, uh, you're, you're just paying it forward. So whenever you create a podcast, you know that at least one person will review your podcast. <laughs> that is a prompt. That is a guarantee. Um, not really. Well, thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us. We hope that you're enjoying season four. And now to get you back to the episode. Uh, psych. Never mind. I totally forgot to do the credits for this episode. Today's episode featured myself, Andrew Palmer, as your danger mom slash dungeon master and creator. Colin as Kaloon. Taylor as Ias. And Micah Jordan as Telnius. Today's episode featured additional music and ambiance by Ivan Dutch. You can find them at patreon.com slash I-V-A-N-D-U-C-H or at ivandutch.com. Additional sound effects are from Zapsplats and freesound.org. The rest of the stuff you could just find in the show notes, okay? Leave me alone. Bye. Okay, for the listeners, I just handed out some homebrewed kingdom management sheets. This is a mixture of material from Strongholds and Followers by MCDM, Matthew Colville, and a and I kind of married that with the kingdom management from Pathfinder's Ultimate Campaign oh, yeah. book. Featured heavily in the campaign Kingmaker. So what I did was I combined the two. What you see on your sheet is a definition of BP, which is building points. One building point equals 1,000 gold. And there are three strongholds for our three rowdy boys. So Lady Brit explains, as the food is coming in and you guys are sipping on hot wine, she says... You three were very special to Rory. Before he left us all too soon, I confessed my love for him. I even... I even hinted perhaps one day he would rule beside me. Mm. That chance has been taken from me. From us all, really. His kind heart. And his wonderful way with words would have made him a great leader. And Leon says, Here, here. Lifts up his drink. But alas, he is gone. But you, his closest friends, Aias, Talnius, Kaloon, remain. 
The castle can act as a keep, a stronghold for our military. Ayas and Leon, I would expect you two to be able to run and benefit from such a keep as this. And not to mention that we would be keeping the castle in the family line. Aye. The tower at the bottom of the cliff. I heard it once belonged to Bartholm. I think it only fitting that our resident magic user, Telnius, the miracle worker, took home in this tower. From there, you could do your studies and help grow our defenses within the magics of this world. It'd be my honor to stay there. And Master Kal'un, there is room just at the entrance. As you come in to the left, I envision a grand tavern, a place where the weary traveler could water their horse and go and get a drink and some good food and hear some blessed music. Would you be up to running a place like this? Um, uh, well, sure, I, I could probably find someone to do that. Uh, I'll build it and everything, yeah. I've got quite a bit of money, actually, I found out recently, so, I, yeah, I can do that. Sounds fantastic. These strongholds will not only benefit this new kingdom that we are building, but it will also benefit you individually, giving you certain boons and uh, helping you train in your different fields of expertise. Of course, you have seen the state of this location. It needs some work. Am I wrong? No. No. You all look at the mud that you've not. like tracked in from yeah. your boots, right? Um, and of course, as everyone knows, in order to do repairs, one needs coin. And she walks over to the corner of the room while everyone's eating, and she kicks open two chests. Inside are coins, <gasps> gems, Ooh. diamonds. Coin! Diamonds! Rich! <laughs> gems! So what I just handed out, I believe the bigger coins are 10,000, and the two smaller ones are 5,000. Even, even the more expensive ones. Right no. now... I'll take... You can just give them all to me. <laughs> uh, so right now... Lady Britt says, we have here, in terms of contributions, gifts from the Abbey, and Nyssa at the table nods, and uh, some even from the Silver Veins, and Janessa nods and raises her goblet. And uh, 
quite a bit, actually, from the pirates of the Lock Islands. And Henry, at the end of the table, says, Well, you could thank drinkers of Boot and Leg Brewery for that. Your kingdom has 50,000 gold to spend on building. One thing to keep note of is that the Duke Erwin had left for Westwick to empty his coffers and give you all 45%. Right. Now, that was going to you personally, but it could also, you can translate any thousands of coin, minimum of 1,000, translating Mm. to one building point. You can donate whatever of your personal expenses Mm. toward building structures and repairing buildings, etc. You have economy, which is the physical resources, food and supply. Intel, which is the realm's knowledge, research and rumors. The loyalty, the fidelity of its citizens, laws and tradition. Military, the strength of armed forces, weapons and tactics. And the morale, which is the attitude of the people, their comfort and amenities. This kingdom will have a notoriety as well. But I'm Yeah, s- but like a notoriety as, as good. No, no. Actually, in this kingdom, because you're... <laughs> for being bu- good. Be- <laughs> it's notorious for being good. That's why I was really excited to use notoriety. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, yes, in a sense, it is good because it can attract more people. Mm. But the more the Popkins know about your settlement and its strength, the more of a threat you become and more attention you get from the kingdom that you're building a kingdom within. Right. And so the more we would get attacked and therefore the harder it would be to build. Exactly. Uh, So that is your notoriety. It's dependent on, so your military and economy, uh, Oh, increases, increases your notoriety, but your Intel and loyalty decreases it. And then there's specific builds that might increase or decrease Notoriety and sowing rumors, which is something that can be done through the tavern theater um, with spies and whatnot. Uh, can it's actually help. something I think Colin would be very good at. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So weaving tales and saying, "Oh, I bet the res- I've heard the resistors have a have a base, you know, here," and then you sow that rumor into Westwick. Yeah, in the yeah. bottom of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it's in this fire pit? Yeah, man. That's what the yeah, rumors they said, man. <laughs> Jump in. Oh, no. We're burning. Um, oh, no. This really looks like an active volcano. No. No, <laughs> nah, man. It's, it's all an illusion. illusion. Bro. <laughs> uh, so that's your notoriety, uh, which in some ways can be good, but uh, is mostly can mostly be bad. So your prosperity is your morale plus your economy score. Uh, minus your notoriety. And all of that is times 100 gold. And then there's an added bonus of 1d4 plus 500 gold. So that's just kind of our base. Mm. We make 1d4 plus 500 gold. No, no, no. 1d4 times. Oh, 1d4 times 500. Exactly. So you have the chance of at least making 2,000 gold every prosperity roll. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was 1d4 plus 500? It's like, Aww. are you going to make... 501 or or 504. So yeah, so with these different types of stats, like the notoriety and prosperity, it means you want to have a balanced kingdom. If you only put everything into economy and military, you're going to make a lot of gold, but you're going to become... Yeah, your notoriety is going to grow very rapidly. Because you're not keeping up with intel and loyalty, like you can't really buffer it 
as quickly as it grows. Okay, so Queen Brit says, yes, there's lots of things we can do within our new kingdom. I think the core thing that Elric Whitehammer started himself is the key to a successful civilization. And that is the council that Aston Popkin disbanded. I have chosen eight of you to serve. Of course, any disagreements will be welcome and further discussion will be allowed. Here are my recommendations. And she's actually going to hand it off to Ayas to read out. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, kingdom roles. We've got Brittany Thatcher as queen. We've got uh, Telnius Gray as magister. Carloon Ironthroat as the master of arts. Leon Fight as the commander of the armies. We've got Duke Erwin as chief counselor. Gregory Nissa as bishop. Janessa Silvervane as warden. Henry Locke as admiral. At that, Henry, like, her eyes, like, go wide. Ooh, admiral sounds nice. And myself as regent. Sounds good to me. If I had to be something, that's, uh, sounds like it's not a lot of responsibility, and that's perfect. And he can, and Colleen, <laughs> Colleen leans back in his chair. <laughs> Leon gives a hearty laugh. <laughs> So I'd be demoted from king to commander. He leans back. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I suppose I would have questions around roles, um, what those roles would mean. Yes, and of course I know that you were pro- proclaimed as Bishop Telnius, but after talking with some of my closest captains... I thought the role of Magister would fit you better. What do you think of that? Yeah, I actually agree. I think at this point it would be unruly for me to take the role as bishop again. I I died to that role. But um, what exactly would Magister mean? Well, in terms of the education of the people within our kingdom. We have soldiers who have moved here and brought their families. There are children without an education system. There are acolytes of the ways of not just Thessla's magic, but of the arcane arts. Who would be there to help guide them and lead them in their pursuit of all things knowledge? The Magister would look over the academies, the arcane, and any pursuit of geological or scientific knowledge. Hmm. I could... I could really enjoy that. Yes. I, you wouldn't have to heal anybody either. That's great. <laughs> you just read books? <laughs> that sounds perfect. You love reading books. <laughs> it's like my thing. Yeah, I don't know why you would have the teacher be one of, you know, like, I don't know why you wouldn't have the only person with a degree be the teacher, but, you know, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Telnius I'm graduated. Joking, I really don't want that, actually, now that I think Telnius about it. graduated from the school of hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Hard knocks. 
Um, Henry says, I'm good with being admiral. That's a that's a nice uh, promotion there. Thank you, Brit. And Brittany gives a little wink back. It's kind of nice to see Brittany in this like kind of mood. It seems like just having this meeting yeah. and seeing the hope on people's faces is is really changing her mood, especially, Kalun, what you've seen the past few days. Yeah, she's been a real downer. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we wouldn't want to be around her. <laughs> um, Nissa pats your forearm, Telnius, mm. and he looks up and says, I believe I would I would really appreciate another goal at being bishop under a under a queenship that actually respects its people. I I would love to do this. And let's see, is there anyone that I missed? Janessa? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Janessa is just Yeah, um What's a warden? <laughs> <laughs> Brittany laughs and she says, this is someone who has a watchful eye, can mock their quarry and find those who are spreading ill will, breaking the law and such throughout this settlement. You would both be upholding the laws that we agree on, but also ensuring the inclusion of all those amongst us to hold true to the manifest of the resistors, to uphold an inclusive community. And Janessa raises her eyebrows. I... I think... I think that would be perfect for me. I wouldn't have to talk to people much, would I? Um, uh, no. Mostly just in these council meetings. Uh, so, yeah. You would just be keeping tabs. I figured you at midnight would make a good team of that. You are both intimidating and yet endearing, Janessa. She blushes a deep purple. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I, I agree. I agree to the terms. Warden Janessa. Huntress of the night. <laughs> she kind of whispers that to herself. <laughs> uh, might I suggest uh, bringing my uncle in here? I know I'm a bit biased, but he has quite a bit of experience in closed doors meetings such as this. Yes, I wanted to confirm with each of you. I had a list of uh, ambassadors or liaisons, as I've already discussed a bit with a few of you. Given the most recent uh, folks who have joined our cause, I would like to bring our first vote as a council to this list of ambassadors. Captain Heather, who has taken over as captain of what was once the Sea Dogs, I would uh, vote for her to be an ambassador to any Kassanian forces that we might come in contact with. Grunyar Dune Canyon was my choice for an ambassador to Ben Ness and the dwarves therein. No, he's truly the only one. He has a long standing as the council res- representative for the settlement. He has both the experience and the expertise. 
Alfia Kilgannon, a an ambassador to the halflings, already a captain of the resistors. Prince Orin, of high esteem of the Silvervein Orcs. Chiefess Lunessa. <laughs> what, oh, what do we call him? Oh, Prinzo. <laughs> Prinzo. <laughs> Chiefess Lunessa to the elves of Norholm, the wood elves there. And my own uh, captain, Ryla Thandor, daughter of Governor Thandor of Waldsworth, to be an ambassador, at least help parlay or negotiate with the high elves there. These are the candidates that I put forward. If there are any other candidates that make more sense, uh, they are to be presented now. All in favor? I'm good here. That's an eye from me. Tell me, where is our chief counselor? Last word that we heard from Erwin was that he and Talon were about to leave Westwick. We have not heard from them since, so we expect their arrival or word of uh, their estimated time of arrival uh, any day now. Well, no matter. You have my vote. Bye. Yes, I think all we have called for as ambassadors are good. Um, I vote aye as well. Good. And the rest of the council, they nod in agreement. And Queen, Queen Brittany then says, Well, I believe that concludes our first council meeting, or at least council luncheon, as we have a lot of work to do. Here is a list of the potential buildings that we could invest in, and I would like for you as a council and as uh, regents, magisters, masters of arts, and etc., to help build a vision together for what this kingdom could be. I, I guess I should ask, what does... I, I forgot to ask, what does a master of arts entail? I assumed it wasn't much work, but I it, it occurs to me I should ask, just in case. Of course. The... Magicians and those who tap into the arcane arts through their instruments or speaking voice, the historians of this new kingdom, would be trained and properly vetted by one of such talent as yourself. Okay, and that's it? That's all? Uh, yes, if there were to be uh, a theater, you would need to oversee all you know, coordinating all the scheduling and the acts and what type of plays would be. Uh, You are the writers of the narrative, right? And uh, so you would make sure the narrative aligns with the resistor's manifest. Well, all right, sounds perfect. And he, Colin, cracks his knuckles and leans back in his chair again. Very well. The last point before we disband, though... um, and we don't have to decide right away. But calling this settlement the White Hammer Castle doesn't feel right. I was hoping maybe we could think of a creative new name. Something that would would be a 
Uh, I don't know. Something new. The naked lady. <laughs> a testament to the resistors' movement. A testament, and perhaps even a remembrance of those who have sacrificed their lives to get us this far. I had named the first night of the Order of the Eagles. And though they have fallen, I would hope that we could start new... I would hope... I would hope that we could start new orders here. Mm. Continue the Order of the Eagles and perhaps even... Uh, imagine new orders of knights that would help protect perhaps the name relating to something like that. I don't know. I, I might just be in my own thoughts. How about the uh, the Eagle's Roost? Hmm. We could call it Eagle's Landing. Hmm. Eagle the, Ten? The, the Naked Lady. It's not going to be the naked. The valorous no. naked scoundrel. <laughs> uh, Eagleton has a settlement name. So it sounds a bit uppity. I, <laughs> it does I, sound a bit uppity. Uh, what would you be called, Eagletonians? No, that's that's bad. <laughs> Leave the name. In I to figured us, we please. would focus on parks and you know recreation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pawnee. Let's call it Pawnee. Uh, I like I like the Order of the Eagle. I'm now thinking of uh, what order I would uh, start my university or academy under. Hmm. Oh, are we starting new orders too? I mean, that's isn't that what you're saying, right? I mean, yes, I I Trayland has had its chance. It has shown that it can do great things but now has fallen into the hands of an evil man what I want is to show people that there is another way and if that means completely rethinking what this society could be wouldn't our fight be that much stronger if we had the established rule behind us already before we ever take the throne? Yes. Gaining loyalty is the first step. Aye. Hmm. So if this is the first step of many, then our town needs to be named for new beginnings. It should be named for... Hmm. A new direction that we're heading. The new direction. Aye. But just one the, the direction. Nude, the new direction? Nude erection. We are not going to call no, our kingdom. No, that's a bad one. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here. Yeah, if we're the, the, something with origins in it. Mm, or, we, we want to be the order of the people. The, the, the people's army. The... Um, the masses, the loyalty of, of the, the folks who have been trodden on. How about the new land? <laughs> no. <laughs> Leon says. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> the P 
People's Republic of Trayland. Wait, why don't we call the town Kilgannon? Janessa kind of like whispers, I, I like that. That would be wonderful. Wow, that's, that's, that feels right. It does, yeah. Kilgannon. Fine by me. That sounds spot on. Our master of arts. So I. So why don't we do this? We name the whole place Kilgannon. Mm. Kilgannon Kingdom. It's got I a like, ring to I like the alliteration, I, Genesis yeah. says. Yes. That's perfect. KK, keep it at that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brit- Brittany was kind of taken aback at that and says, if... If uh, the rest of the council is is for it, then yes, I believe naming this place Kilgannon will be right, and will be so from this day forward. I and it'll probably like, boost morale to have a name, to have the whole place named after someone who gave their life for their cause, right? Yeah, like that's morale, loyalty, military, mm-hmm. uh, prosperity, prosperity, and a halfling on top of that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and a half. Yes, the halflings were the first to join the resistors in the second movement. I believe this honors them as well. I think it also speaks volumes to the the weight that we put behind what historically this kingdom has trodden on. Halflings have been second-rate citizens, and we are now naming our kingdom after... The strongest of them. The most famous. I... Leon says, yes... This, this is a kingdom I would like to serve. The kingdom of Kilgannon. 